Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of the Adventure Girl podcast. I am Michelle, and this is my co-host, Deanna Hemmins. Say hi, Deanna. Hello. This episode, we took to the gram to ask what you wanted to know. And unsurprisingly, it started with the about us. So that's a great place for us to start. So today, I'm going to interview Dee, and in episode two, she gets to interview me. So welcome, Deanna, to your own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Michelle. I'm really excited to be uh, on our podcast and really excited to be chatting here today. All right, so let's get in because the Graham wants to know all about you. Um, All right. So instead of us giving our audience a blanket about this channel, my first question to you is, why did you want to start this podcast? Uh, That's actually a really good question. Um, So I think the main reason that I wanted to do this podcast is because um, just like you, I work a full-time job. Um, I have a house that I need to keep up and maintain and a dog that needs attention and taking care of and you know balancing all of that with adventure isn't always the easiest and I think uh, sometimes online and on Instagram we tend to see these like amazing adventure families and adventure people who just seem to like know how to do it all uh, so what I wanted to really do is bring the reality of all of this to everyone how we kind of balance work and home and life and still having adventures together with our families and our dogs and with our friends Um, and how we started, you know, for me, I had never been camping or really done any crazy outdoorsy stuff until a couple years ago. So, you know, stepping into that's a little bit scary. So I think um, what I wanted to do is see if we could pull in some newbies to join us in our adventures and, Um, See that you can balance it and really uh, start from the beginning and really enjoy it. I love that. Um, You know where I stand. I follow these accounts that do these crazy epic things. And one, I don't have the money. And two, I don't have the time. And three, I don't know how. Um, So I think it's a good space to be in that newbie slash normal adventurer, um, you know, the daily adventure. So I absolutely love that. Um, Something you didn't mention, though, was that you are newly married. No husband mentioned. We got the dog. Oh, yeah. The dog. I mean, he he comes as like a part of the life adventure package. So yes, I'm newly married um, in late October of this year, or I guess last year now. Man, we're in 2020. Um, So newly married in the end of 2019. Um, my husband, Nick, is uh, my first OG adventure partner, uh, and Michelle is definitely my number two. So um, <clears throat> it's been, you know, really good getting to learn about adventure um, through both of you. I mean, Nick grew up with two brothers, and they went camping, and he remembers being in diapers and camping. So um, for me, he helped me get into the adventure mindset and kind of understand like, how do you make a fire? Uh, what essentials do you need? And then from there, I started learning and picking up a lot um, myself and kind of uh, starting to teach him a couple of things too. So, uh, you know, he is also um, an engineer. I guess that's something about myself I haven't mentioned yet. Um, so we both have very like meticulous mindsets sometimes. So adventure is where we really 
blossom and get to have fun and let loose. So yeah, newly married and uh, ready for a lifetime of adventure, I guess. <laughs> you, you segued perfect into my next question was, your oh boy. no, no, you did. You were perfect. <laughs> it was all about the personal deets. So I think it's important for our viewers to understand that we both have careers. Your husband has a career. Um, we aren't full-time adventurers by any means. Um, so I know you, you answered it beautifully, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm going to want you to expand on it a little because a lot of our conversations will include our dogs and adventuring with our dogs. So, you know, give us the, the whole family, the whole, the whole deets. You can, you can give ages if you really want to give ages. Um, it's up to you. Um, okay. But, and you might actually put your tool in the background now. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect timing tools. Dad, dad's home. So <laughs> yeah. So, all right. A uh, quick background on our little family. Um, so I am nearing 30. I'm currently 28 years old. Um, and I studied mechanical engineering in college. Uh, so super nerd. Um, I then found a job here in Arizona in Phoenix at Honeywell Aerospace. And I'm basically a project manager for uh, full-scale engine development programs for airplanes. Uh, Nick is even nerdier than me, and he actually does, like, the engine design work, especially for, um, you know, new and upcoming uh, engines. So he's the super nerd in the family. Don't let him tell you otherwise. <laughs> um, and uh, we actually met um, kind of at work. We, went uh, we met through a softball uh, team with a bunch of Honeywell folks on it. Uh, about six years ago and we got Miss Tula about three years ago. Um, she's our German shepherd and um, she loves adventure probably more than the two of us combined. Um, so uh, for us, she's been an awesome um, way and reason to have to go adventure to and has really pushed us to like explore more and try to do more. She just loves it and it's so much fun to go do stuff with her. They're the best adventure buddies. Yeah. Awesome. So I happen to know that you're about Nick segues perfectly into this, but I don't think <laughs> our viewers do. Tell us about your first camping trip. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I had never been camping before. And, you know, I met this guy and I was trying to, like, impress him. So he said, let's go camping. And it had been a couple months since we started dating. So I was like, all right, I'm into this. We'll give it a go. We'll see what happens. Um, and so we go uh, up to the Mogollon Rim, uh, which is now one of my very most favorite places. Um, but by the time we get there, the clouds are kind of rolling in. It's monsoon season here in Arizona. So it usually rains a couple hours in the afternoon. So we said, okay, shouldn't be too bad. A couple hours and we're good to go. Uh, but no, it rained for like 16 or 17 hours straight so my first camping trip was pretty much us sitting in a tent in the dark with a lot of rain <laughs> and lightning and thunder and not sleeping a lot because it was so loud but I survived it wasn't too cold um, and it was a beautiful morning so you should be really happy the tent did not get waterlogged or else I probably would have dumped it <laughs> <laughs> there would have been no second date or second yeah, camping no. trip 
definitely no second camping trip if that was the case. (laughs) I think most of us don't like the soggy camping trips. But what amazes me is I happen to know your second camping trip too. So I'm going to ask you to share that story because (laughs) I think it's important to see that we don't all start off as like stellar in love with adventure and camping people. So Mm -hmm. tell us about the second time you went. Yeah. So um, this is my little asterisk, like, (laughs) oh, we are complete idiots camping trip story. Um, So we were planning on camping in Sedona, except we ended up camping in Oak Creek Canyon, which is like a couple thousand feet above Sedona on the way from Sedona to Flagstaff. And it's also in a canyon per the name. Uh, And it turns out it's actually like 20 to 30 degrees colder in the canyon than it is in Sedona. And we packed based on the weather in Sedona. So that was pretty cool, uh, literally. (laughs) So we ended up freezing our little tuchuses off um, for two nights at Oak Creek Canyon um, with like our Walmart sleeping bags and like not enough clothes. And uh, it was Easter weekend. So for Easter, we had Pop-Tarts over the fire. Um, so we were definitely not like really prepared both mentally and like camp wise for this second camping trip. So first one didn't go so good because of the rain. Second one, pretty sure (laughs) it was below freezing and our like Walmart sleeping bags are rated to like 40 degrees or something. So we froze, but yet again, we managed to make it through and had some really fun memories from Sedona and a really, really funny camping trip to talk about after the fact. And what I think is so important from that story is one, you've obviously since camped, so it yeah. didn't ruin you for it. And two, <laughs> it might have ruined it for some people, but it didn't. Your, your adventure streak stayed true. And I think it's key every single one of us newbie adventurers makes stupid mistakes and they're not really stupid because we just didn't know better but we all make those mistakes and I think that's so awesome to share and that you're open enough to be like yeah we did not prepare well um because that's really easy to do super easy to do for sure and like every camping trip we had we just learned a little bit more about like what we needed to do to be prepared and like what are the essentials and you know probably like we should spend a little bit more money on some better sleeping bags, things like that. So um, it's, it was a learning process and the camping trips got better and better after that. And we got more and more gear and we were more prepared and they got more fun. I promise. (laughs) But they still on Easter eat pop tarts. I am proof of this. I saw it happen this Easter. So I think it's absolutely (laughs) adorable. I was like, what's up with the Pop-Tarts? And so then I had to learn. And uh, I was like, okay, that's kind of cute. I mean, I don't agree with their healthy, you know, nutritional value, but it's cute. It's sentimental, okay? (laughs) Warm fire Pop-Tarts are are a thing. You know what? I I totally agree. And uh, that actually, you're just like segueing me right into all my questions. I'm loving this. Um, Favorite camping memory? I mean, obviously warm campfire pop tarts has to be up there but yes yeah oh man um that's a really good question so one of the things that we've kind of uh started to do are like big group camping trips um not to say that like the camping trips i've had with nick or with smaller groups like with the three of us you me and nick uh michelle haven't been really really special but what i really like about those big 
group camping trips is we'll have, you know, 15, 20 friends roll up and all hang out on a huge campsite. Um, these days we stick with dispersed camping just because it's easier to kind of be away from people and find a nice big site. Um, but I, I think, uh, man, I'm trying to think which one is, is one of the, one of my favorite ones. Um, we did, we did one at, uh, Bear King Lake pretty recently, um, and I think that was probably one of my favorites. And maybe it was like a year and a half ago now. Um, but that's when we probably had of our friends show up. And we'd had this huge camping trip. Um, everyone brought food and games. And we all just hung out and went to the lake and did some fishing. And um, to me, I feel like that's what's the best part about camping is like we disconnected from everything external like phones and internet and everything. And we all really got to hang out and get to know each other a little bit better. Um, so I would have to say that one is one of my favorites, but it's really hard to say. I love like every trip has a little spot in my little heart. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? I love that camping trip too. You mentioned something that's so important is there are some campsites that you still have Wi-Fi or not Wi-Fi, but like cell signal. And it's so easy while you're camping to be posted up on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, for me, dating sites or just <laughs> not fully disconnecting. But Bear Canyon Lake, you don't have cell service. Yeah. So you literally have your phone for photos. And other than that, you are spending time with your friends and getting to know them in kind of a different way because nothing says friendship like peeing in bushes and being dirty and not smelling real great. Um, I yep. mean, you get close. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then you get to learn. I don't know. It's like trips for me in general. When you travel with people, you learn a different side of them. And I feel like camping is kind of the same way. And it kind of brings you together in a different way as well. It does because there are inevitably the people who don't pack enough food and those people who <laughs> supply the food they then love. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, we've turned into like mama and papa bear when we do food trips because I tend to be an overpacker and uh, we now have, you know, a majority of the supplies we need to camp. So don't worry, don't fret. We always have extras. <laughs> always, always enough s'mores and enough alcohol to uh, fuel the adventures. <laughs> For Definitely sure. Coolers. <laughs> Always. Way too many coolers. Like you roll up and you know we are there. Um, wait, like two coolers per person. It's ridiculous. Um, see, look, there's another memory. Hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're, we're, I don't know whether we're hydrated or dehydrated at that point. Um, maybe a mix of both. Um, no. Awesome. I love those memories. Camping with friends is very different for me. I started out as a solo camper. So coming into the group was a very different feeling for me. And I didn't think I would like it. But that it wasn't last year's. It was the year before I think you're talking about. It was, yeah, yeah there was something special about that. It was just everybody melded. The dogs liked each other. Like everybody's dogs liked each other. And it was just, yeah, it was a special trip. So good. Yeah. I'll throw out like another really quick one. And I'm sure we'll talk about this in a future <laughs> podcast. But um, <clears throat> the trip the three of us had with you, me and our uh, another girlfriend, Morgan, um, that one was really fun too, because it was actually my first solo camping trip without Nick. 
So I learned a lot on that one. And I uh, had to rely on Michelle a couple of times and <laughs> kill a lot of bugs. <laughs> I didn't help kill the bugs. Let me, let me like, I, she can throw me under the bus here. I am not afraid of bugs. I'm like, get in your car. There was, was like not 5, mama bear. in my car. So <laughs> I was not helping you. I should have. I look back, but I was, I didn't realize they were that bad. I will be honest. I was like, just get in your car. Sleep. I'm tired. No. So that, that one's a special one too. Um, that has a lot of memories, but we can, we can touch on that one on a different, different we'll day. talk about that in our lessons learned about car camping. <laughs> Cause we have some. Yeah, for sure. We have some. So we're talking memories and something for me that I don't know, just can take me back is music. I can hear a very specific song. And for me, it's Lord Huron ends of the earth. Um, or in, yeah, ends of the earth. I hear that song and I go straight to the woods. That's where that song just connects me to my adventures. It's one that I listen to on every adventure, on every road trip, on every hike. It's kind of like my adventure song. Do you have a song or a group or a couple songs that are like your go-to adventure music that just take you back to that place? Ooh, so we, um, I think like country in general is what we end up listening to as a group when we go out and it just feels nice and mellow and chill. So from that perspective, I think country is just like a really fun genre to listen to and really makes me think about camping in the woods. Um, I have one song in particular though, that I, um, I just have like this picture in my mind. So it's Indian Moon by State Radio. And it's actually the song that was playing when we were driving up the rim for our first camping trip, that really wet one um, <laughs> with Nick. And I just kind of remember it was the first time I'd been on the rim um, and driving up from the desert and seeing like these amazing mountains with pines. Um, that picture is like just kind of ingrained in my brain. And the song was playing and I remember like sticking my hand out the Jeep window, like the super, you know, cliche picture of a chick with her hand out the window and, you know, that whole thing. But um, I, I love that song for that reason. And it was actually um, our cake cutting song at our wedding. So <laughs> that's definitely like my one song I would say reminds me of the woods and adventure. Um, and then just country is such a chill laid back genre to listen to while you're out there. I love that though, that now you have this connection between that first camping trip that very, yes, it might be cliche, but I have some very cliche camping adventure memories too. Um, you have that mental picture combined with the start of your new married life of cutting the cake. And that's just such a cool bookend to me. And, you know, someday who knows, maybe that song will play when you have a child or something like that, you know, and it's to me, music really can pull your life together and adventures aren't always camping. They're getting married, they're having children, they're birthday parties. Um, those are all adventures to me. Especially so, for us. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love that, that you have that memory. I think music is such a powerful addition to our lives and uh for me i always have you know my song ready to go when it's mm -hmm. time to adventure um if you could hear my i probably should have turned off notification newbie mistake <laughs> <laughs> sorry a lot of 
scratching noises. That's from us too. We'll figure this out as we go. We will learn, people. We will learn. I think you can turn off calls. I apparently did not do that. Um, so next time I will. All right. So now let's get in some tactical things. We've learned about you. But what is a top tip that you would have for a new adventure girl? Ooh, okay. Um, let's see. A good sleeping bag and a good tent are pretty important. Um, those would be two of my like major tips because uh, the tent will keep you from getting wet and from the bugs getting in. And then the um, sleeping bag is going to keep you warm. Um, for us, we have like a really cheap tent that we got from Walmart. We don't backpack. So that's totally fine for us. Um, and then my sleeping bag is from Bass Pro. It's um, an Ascend and it's it's one of the nicer ones. Um, I'd also say two other things. Make sure you have something to start a fire with and make sure you bring toilet paper because that'll <laughs> suck. <laughs> I guess it's real fast. Oh, super fast. And you, you said some really key nuggets in there that I'm going to like pull apart here. So you said, and I'm going to quote you because I think this is really important. I'm not making fun of you. It's a quote for a reason. <laughs> You said a really good tent. And then you said a tent I got at Walmart. So, no, 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 no. It's, I'm, I'm making a really valid point here. The tent she has, I think, is a Coleman, correct? Yeah. Is it a Coleman? Yes, it's a okay. four-person Coleman tent. And, like, two people sleep in it with yeah. our dogs. So. so here's the thing is you can get good equipment for not a lot of money. Um, my tent also happens to be a Coleman. I have a giant, ridiculous tent because, well, that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> that, that will save for like a moment. Um, but I generally sleep in my Jeep. So, but I do have a inexpensive Coleman tent that I got off of Amazon and that thing kept me dry, kept me warm in lots and lots of different uh, weathers. I've camped in, you know, backcountry in Colorado in it. I've camped locally in it. I've camped in the desert in it. I've had animals come up to it. Um, it's, it is held up through a lot of being put up and being put down. And so I think knowing that there are pieces of equipment out there that are good for a really inexpensive price is really important for the newbie adventurer because it can feel very overwhelming with the uh, amount of equipment you have to buy at first. Exactly. Yeah, I've never stopped at REI in my whole entire life. I don't think, um, and not to say REI is not amazing, but I don't fork over that kind of money for gear yet. I'm not at that point in my like camping life. I don't really backpack or anything. I'm sure if I get to that point, that is something like I'll start doing, like investing more money um, in that type of gear. But everything I have, you can find at you know Amazon or. Like, like I said, the only real, I think, expensive, nice piece of equipment that we have is my sleeping bag and Nick's sleeping bag. And I think he got his off like a, a military surplus sale at Midway USA. And uh, we won mine at Bass Pro, but it's around a hundred bucks. So it isn't anything too crazy um, if you're trying to get a really well-rated sleeping bag as well. And. I think too, for me, when I started, um, when you start to add those prices up, you're like, oh my goodness. But in all honesty, you can start camping with a lot less than you think you need. And uh, yeah, yeah, like with <laughs> when you camp in your car, like you don't even need that stuff, right? 
um, you could just take whatever blankets you have in your house and a couple pillows and, you know, throw it in the back of your Jeep or your SUV or, you know, hatchback or whatever you're using and, and use that as well. Um, and that's, I think, what we all did when we went on our girls camping trip and what you normally do as well. So there's definitely um, ways to get around spending a lot of money on camping gear um, as you're getting into it. So for sure. So now we've talked a lot about camping, which are definitely, I think, our greatest adventures and our greatest memories. But I also feel like adventuring can be just breaking out and doing anything in your life. It can be little tiny things that don't seem like much for other people. So for somebody who just wants to break out of their norm um, and do something different, do you have any tips or words of advice for that? Um, Yeah, I would say so. You know, it's, it is really nerve wracking to break out of your normal. Um, So I would say if you're trying to get into adventure, start somewhere small. Um, One of the, I think one thing you can really do is look like online for places that are close by. If you just want to, let's say, like start getting into hiking or go see something outdoors. Um, And you can always find some local trails um, and start with something really simple uh, that has like an easier rating to um, do that kind of a adventure or push yourself a little bit outdoorsy. Um, You know, I think from that perspective, if you're looking outdoors specifically, that's a great way to, to start adventuring. Um, but in general, if we're talking life here, um, I would say like be okay with being a little bit uncomfortable um, because I think every adventure that comes your way, whatever it may be, whether it's work or family or friendships or adventure, um, the beginning is always a little uncomfortable. And if it isn't, then something's probably wrong with you. So um, I would say that's, that's what um, my advice would be is like, be comfortable with being uncomfortable um, when you're starting something new, because it takes a little while to, to settle into things. I don't think I could have said that any better. I don't think anybody could have. Um, Life is truly, you're like truly living life to me when you're a little bit uncomfortable. Um, that's when you're truly living. It's when you find your joy and your happiness and your passion is generally when you're slightly uncomfortable. And uh, so I, I could not have said that any better. Um, Thanks. Well, and you learn a lot about yourself too when you push yourself and become a little uncomfortable. So exactly. Well, well, learning. <laughs> I love it. So we have chatted for a while. We're going to wrap this up and uh, I have one more question for you oh. before we wrap this up. What is your top bucket list adventure? Ooh. Um, <laughs> oh, man. This is rough. I have so many bucket list adventures. Um, so one of my friends just went to Patagonia, and that looked ridiculous. So that's kind of close to the top probably at this point. There was all sorts of amazing things that they saw. Um, but I think on my short list – one place I'll be really happy to check off um, adventuring is Banff. Um, I've kind of had that little picture of those beautiful like blue lakes in my head for a while now. So hopefully I can check that one off in the next year or two and actually make it up there. And then uh, we'll reach for something bigger after that. I think you've picked a stellar place. Um, Moraine Lake, that lake with that teal water. Mm. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. that one. Yes. Yeah, that one. That one. Yes. I am. The second you said those lakes, I was like, I got you. I know where you're at. I, I can picture myself right there. Um, I, with that coffee. <laughs> right. Always with the coffee, people. Always with the coffee. Um, so on that, that is all I've got for D today. I think we've taken up enough of your time. And uh, the next episode, she gets to turn the tables on me. And uh, you get to learn all about me. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. We can't wait to make this a community of amazing, bad, I might have to beep this because I'm not sure, badass adventure girls. <laughs> um, we'll bleep that because I want you to be able to listen with your kids in the car. But you, uh, you get my drift here. And uh, we thank you for your time. We thank you for listening. And uh, peace on my end. Talk to you guys next time. Can't wait to throw Michelle here next time, too. <laughs> Uh-oh. On the spot. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.